Hi, and welcome to another podcast. So today I want to talk about our ability to stay balanced and courageous within self-love, within how we feel about ourselves. I wanted to share some stories and I wanted to give you time to think. There was a story uh, told and there was this young boy the family had just returned to India and the child began some behaviour that was quite strange. He was biting and pinching his parents and playmates. And the parents didn't know what to do with their son. The behaviour was not normal and usually the son was very quiet and loving. However, on a holiday the son had gotten worms and the worms were biting the little one's insides, so the son was displaying outward behaviour of the experiences within. Take a moment to think about your life and how your internal world reflects your external responses. It's so important to understand that often how we perceive the external world how we see it and others is a reflection of how we're feeling internal. I know when I'm in my darker days, I perceive everything with worry and fear, anxiety, and nothing is positive. But in my more positive days, I know that I see everything as a gift and a possibility and things are heading in a better direction. You see, how we treat ourselves in the truth, how we treat is how we treat others. You see, if we are a taskmaster or someone who is telling everybody what's wrong, often within our words, in ourselves, is the same philosophy going on inside. If we find laughter and delight in our humanness, we often find it on the external. How we treat ourselves is in truth how we treat those around us. We would never purchase a can of green paint and expect the colour to be pink when we place it on the walls or the thing that we are painting. But yet we are so demanding of ourselves that we expect ourselves to be loving when we are not loving within. It doesn't work that way, just like the colour of paint. The same with ourselves. It doesn't work that way. It's so important to understand this. It's so important to understand that we need to understand ourselves and work from within to have an external world that we are searching for. Otherwise, if we don't work within, the external world will never exist. The most important thing was in life that I realised was my external world is always the relationship to my internal world. Everyone around the lover feels love. Love creates a spontaneous combustion that includes all in its path. We can have hearts that are full of love for others and intentions to love that are pure. But the truth is, 
We will express that love for others by treating them the same way we treat ourselves. Love lies at the core of non-violence. And this is a part of yoga. And it begins with our love of self. Not a love that is egocentric, but a love that is forgiving and lenient. A love that allows us to see humour in the imperfections and accept the complete humanness. Only when we find this love for all parts of ourselves can we begin to express fully the love that wells up inside of us for others. And this was a big journey for me to understand. It means we have to forgive ourselves for all our failures and everything done wrong. Without forgiveness, we carry guilt and resentment and have a heavy burden that eventually holds us hostage to the human experience. Our inability to love and accept all pieces of ourselves are the ripple effects of violence in the outside world. And this is so important to understand that. Courage and love are deeply connected. When love is existing, it takes courage. Because love casts out fear and we are all fearing something and being triggered by something. Fear creates harm and violence. Love creates expansion and non-violence and the true safety that we seek. Nonviolence is woven with love and love of other is woven with love of self. These cannot be separated. I'm going to leave you with one more story. It's a story about a bird that saw a fish. It saw the fish swimming and thought it was drowning because the bird would drown in the water. So it saved the fish and put it on the riverbank and the fish was struggling and overwhelmed and was really unhappy with what the bird did. It went back in the water and the bird's like, what is going on? So the bird saved the fish again and moved it further away from the water. The bird didn't understand that the fish needed water to breathe and that was where its life was created. It was frustrated that the fish was not grateful because a lot of the times we don't realize that part of nonviolence is the things that we think that others need, but they don't. And we place our input on other people's lives without letting them live their lives. The fish died, of course, and the bird didn't understand why. Because we all see our world as the right way to live and the only way to live. But there's over 7 billion different ways to live. It's not wrong or right. It's more about observing and letting go and finding courage to love in states of fear where things are triggering us. Understanding we are all connected by our differences. And with an open heart and courage, we can create better tomorrows. But when we are unwilling to look deeply and courageously into our own lives, we can easily violate others in many subtle ways that we may not even be aware of thinking that we are actually helping them. So take time to think and realize that nonviolence asks us to trust the other's ability to find the answers they are seeking. 
It asks us to have the faith in others, not feel sorry for them. The violence we do for others by thinking we know what is best for them is dramatically illustrated in the fish story. It's so important to understand we can't save people or fix them. All we can do is model and let them experience. All we can do is understand that it can often feel like torture watching someone struggle, but that offers true value. We need to trust the suffering and trust the challenge and trust the mistakes. They are what refine us when we don't run from them.